0: Hey gang, Ryan here. In this episode, you'll no doubt hear Shane's mic completely die, but instead of scrapping the whole episode, Shane being the trooper that he is, carries on and recorded the remainder with his laptop mic. So forgive any audio glitches and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the UHM Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Shane. All right, folks, welcome, welcome. This is episode 12, I think. I'm not really too sure of uh, the. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it is you know i didn't check the number before i started this um episode 12 of the uhm podcast the official podcast of upcoming horror um with me today i've got my ever-present co-host shane smith hello shane good evening how are you doing today i'm all right well
1: we you'll survived yeah you'll have to excuse the vocalizing in the background my cat is being quite vocal
0: yeah, I think that's to be expected. I'm yeah. I'm getting pretty lucky right now. I've got two dogs and two cats in the bedroom, and nobody's making a peep. So wow. hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. But my girlfriend's home is due home any minute. Uh, so it's about, it'll be chaos. It's going to be chaos. But yeah. I, I'll probably edit it out. But if you, <laughs> if, you, if you hear it, then I didn't edit it out. Uh, no, so, not
1: um. I think I think everybody needs to know, yes, we have animals in our lives, you know, so <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, some people know. have children or, you know, oh, I, yeah. we have things that are much more important.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just go back to the, one, the podcast we did with George and his kids screaming in the background. That was hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, poor George. Yeah. That poor guy. So uh, we've had a pretty long, uh, long break during the summer. I think it's tough to get everybody mm. together. But we're finally back, ready for action. So um, we'll get Mike back on the next time we get together. Yep. So that'll be good. And um, yeah, so we got a little news on the podcast front. We are officially sponsored, Shane. We are? Yes, we are. Have you ever heard of Horror Pack? I have. Well, you're supposed to say, no, I haven't, and then I can explain it to you.
1: Okay, no, I haven't Ryan. So let's, <laughs> let's
0: try it one more time. Shane, have you ever heard of Horror Pack?
1: No, never.
0: Who are they? Well, let me tell you about them. Okay. Horror Pack is a monthly subscription service that will send you four different horror movies to your door every month. And if you go onto to horrorpack.com slash go slash UHM podcast, which we'll mm-hmm. obviously put a link along with this uh, this upload, you get three dollars off your first subscription. Woo-hoo. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, um, and, and the prices they have on there are pretty good. You could get DVD, or you could get Blu-ray, and um, they'll, sell, they'll send you four movies. Every month's different. They were kind enough to actually send us a uh, a set to sort of go over. So, I could tell you guys what we got in there. I forget which pack they said this was. I think it was the uh, August or maybe September pack. I know they're up to October already. Right. But I got him in front of me. So what we got is a uh, a copy of Reanimator on Blu-ray. Mm. One of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Uh, it that came is a with classic. A, yes, it came with a copy of Saw Five, which okay. is pretty good. I think. Uh, I think if I'm right, that's the one where there's a group of people and they have to do like sort of team activities to get out of the traps. Yes. I think one of them is, like, they have to... I think at the end they have to drain a liter of blood. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. I th- I think that's five. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Um, The next one's called Scar 3D. Now, I haven't heard of this one. Me either. Um, I- reading the back, it sounds like it's a slasher, but it has Angela Bettis in it, so I am super excited because I love Angela Bettis. Okay. Um, But it looks pretty good. In a small town of Ovid, Colorado, Joan Burroughs, Angela Bettis, awakens in the basement morgue of Ernie Bishop, a local undertaker who secretly tortures, mutilates, and kills teenage girls. Nice. Before becoming Bishop's latest victim, Joan manages to kill him and escape with her life. Sixteen years later, and she's still bearing the scars of her torment. Joan returns home in time to see her niece, Olympia, be crowned for prom queen. Soon after Joan's arrival, murders by an alleged copycat killer begin targeting Olympia and her girlfriends. As the police investigation unfolds, all clues lead back to the mentally fragile Joan, who must clear her name, rescue Olympia, and confront the gruesome barbaric killer before it's too late. Hmm. So that sounds pretty good. It's also in 3D, and it comes with two uh, uh, two pairs of 3D glasses. Wow. Yeah, these are the old school like red and blue ones. Oh, cool. <laughs> and they're kind of. Late...
1: It was like my bloody Valentine came with the th- came with the 3D glasses yes. as well. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and the, what did I, We talked about it before. I think it was Night of the Living Dead. No, Return of the. I don't know. One of the Night of the Living Dead remake sequels. It was right. like Night of the Living Dead Rejuvenation. I don't know which one it was. Uh, okay, That was another one that came into the 3D. But this is cool. It's got the, uh, the glasses, uh, are labeled with scar, you know,
1: so yeah.
0: branded. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Have not watched that one yet, but I'm excited to. And most importantly, I think, in this pack, is a movie that I cannot wait to watch because it sounds so fucking ridiculous. It's called Motivational Growth. And it's about a sentient mold growing in this guy's bathroom that helps him get his life back together. And the mold is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. So I'm like, it sounds so insane. I can't wait to watch this. This this sounds right up my alley. It sounds like it should be a Frank Henelotter film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got a picture of the mold on the back, and it's like a... um. It's like a hand puppet, just like a green blob with a little mouth in there. I assume he opens and closes it.
1: Okay, that sounds interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. We're going to have to cover that in a future one. Yeah, so uh, HorrorPack.com, you get $3 off if you use our UHM um, link, the uh, HorrorPack.com slash go slash UHM podcast. And you get a little discount. You get some awesome Blu-rays. It's a good way to build your collection. Like I said, you could do the DVD pack or the Blu-ray pack. Mm. And looking through the website, you know, there's discounts on there if you buy a yearly subscription or a couple months. They they drop in price too as you go through that. But that's cool. Yes, yeah, yeah, sign up for it, folks. So help out the podcast. Get some awesome Blu-rays at a good price, and um, you know, enjoy it. There's no better way to get movies. So that's the end of my commercial.
1: The end. Ryan's (laughs) infomercial of the day.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of cool. We're like almost like a real podcast, you know?
1: That's really freaky.
0: Yeah, it's getting scary.
1: That's something I've got to get used to.
0: Well, I haven't been been recognized in the streets yet, so I think we're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, but dude, they don't really know what we look
0: like. (laughs) I suppose
1: in a way, (laughs) that's a good thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. So yeah, we got a nice little um, little batch of movies today. I think it's kind of random, thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Green Inferno, The Conjuring 2, and uh, Satanic. So I figure, let's get it started. We'll go right into Green Inferno. Okay. So the Green Inferno is a 2013 cannibal movie um, made by Eli Roth, and what I if, like it's almost impossible to think of, but in terms of like Eli Roth's featured directing ones, this is this is the next movie after Hostel Two, right? And it feels yeah. like the Hostel Two came out like a, a decade ago, you know? I think it.
1: Oh, how long ago was that? That was what? It was a, um, that was um, a long time ago, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and and it's crazy to think that it, there's such a big gap between those two movies. Yeah. Let's see, Hostel two was two thousand seven. Really? Yeah, and so Green Inferno's listed as twenty thirteen, but yeah. I know it actually didn't come out until like twenty fifteen. No. So I mean yeah, you're talking like eight years. That's, that's quite for- um
1: that's quite freaky.
0: Yeah, that's forever in the horror world. But we've been hearing about it for a long time. I mean Yeah. It, it, they they kept I think the movie was finished a long time ago, and for whatever reason it just didn't get distribution. I have no idea why:
1: I think um a lot of it was to do with uh, yeah, you're right, it was lack of distribution, and people just weren't interested in it, because <clears throat> Eli Roth obviously has a bit of a reputation of like doing his extreme gore films. yeah, and they're not overly favored within the horror community. You know, I mean there are some people out there who love them but there are a lot of people who are a bit hit and miss and I find with a lot of Eli Roth movies that they are quite hit and miss um, and for me Green Inferno was uh, it was highly entertaining and I found it very funny but for all the wrong reasons
0: oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I mean it's like I'll be the first person to admit I'm not the well I'm not the biggest cannibal movie fan, but um, I watched this. You know, it was like I'd been putting it off for a while, and I thought to myself, "Right, well, I do really need to watch this because we, obviously, were talking about it on the podcast." And I sat down, I put it on, and I thought, "Okay, this doesn't seem too bad," and there's a f- couple of recognizable faces in there. It's like one of the kids from Spy Kids, isn't it? Uh, who also, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he he's the guy, he was the stoner. Okay. Yeah, who uh, had the best line in the movie when he says, oh my God, they've got the munchies, and um, <laughs> then gets ripped apart. But um, yeah, he's in it. He was also in Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's been in a few other bits and pieces. But um, yeah, and it was uh, one of those movies, the dialogue was actually quite funny in places some of the acting was a bit um you know and it was i think the script itself the story story wise it's it was a bit of a slow burner it was yes. definitely one of those movies that took its while took its time to get going and i think i kind of started to lose interest a little bit in it but then there were some really funny scenes in it and it was just little things that made me laugh a lot. And I probably wasn't supposed to, I was probably supposed to sit there and go, Oh my God, I can't believe I'd just seen that. But there was just some scenes in it that were just so funny and I couldn't stop laughing at them. But, um, yeah, overall, I think, uh, for me, Green Inferno could have been a lot better.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you on that one. I like I, I sort of have this feeling about almost every Eli Roth movie I've I've watched. I mean, I don't have a huge problem with anyone. He doesn't make bad movies. No, he he makes mediocre movies. They're like, yeah, it's fine. I, like I'll watch it. I have no problem with it. And you know, some of them might even say are good. I think Cabin Fever gets into the good range.
1: Oh, Cabin Fever cracks me up. It's really funny. Yeah.
0: And he he um, yeah. does put a lot of humor in his movies, and that's oh, great. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I just yeah. I think the movies themselves. He tries to freak out his audience. He's trying to go for yeah. that that um, sort of gore, creepiness, scare. And I don't know that he always succeeds at it.
1: No, I, I agree with you on that. I, um, I think he just tries the shock factor just for shock's sake.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, the shock for,
1: factor. Yeah, it's and sometimes it, just, it sometimes it can work. Sometimes it just doesn't. And I think he tries a little bit too hard, and yeah. elo Eli Roth, if you do end up listening to this, we're not really slagging you off as no such. i we're you just, know I'll tell you, you what know. my
0: favorite part of Eli roth is he's such what's... a a friend of the horror community, oh yeah, that he you know he's he's great on like all the social media stuff he's got his yeah. own website um oh what's it called the crypt and it's it's a collection of different sort of um, horror groups and stuff. I know they host podcasts and stuff on there too. All right, cool. And but it's like Eli Roth's sort of baby, and you know he's he's great for doing that. He does in all the smaller stuff that he does, like his short films and segments and other movies. Um, he's actually got in production now. He's supposed to be making the remake of Death Wish. And yes,
1: I read about that. Um, a few weeks I'm,
0: back. I think he would be well suited to Death Wish. It would be amazing. To To have someone, like, really, really try to freak out the audience with, you know, the, the violence and sort of rape that's in the original movie. Yeah. And I think Eli Roth would be well-suited to it. You know, it's not a horror movie, obviously. It's uh, No. I guess you get it's to def- get a drama action, but...
1: Yeah, it's a dark action movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, actually, I think you're right. I think he could do that really well. And I think he'd pull that off.
0: Yeah, just looking at it, apparently Bruce Willis is Paul Kersey. Oh, God. <laughs> but but Vincent D'Onofrio is Frank Kersey. Mm-hmm. So, so I love him. That'll be good. Yeah, he's good. He was awesome in Daredevil. Yes. So good. Oh. But um, but yeah, Green Inferno didn't really do it for me. I mean, my brother watched this before I <clears> saw it, and he's like, oh, you got to watch this movie. It's the it's the goriest movie I've ever seen, he's saying. He's not big into horror movies, and I'm like, Mike, no. yeah, whatever he's telling me is the goriest movie he's ever seen, I'm like, it's, he's way off. I mean, I can, without even seeing it, I'm like, ah, I bet it's not that gory. Yeah. And, I mean, there were some good, you know, there were some good gore scenes. The, the main one, obviously, is where that guy, the kid, the guy gets torn apart when they first meet the cannibals. Yeah, the uh, the fact that was
1: brutal, that was quite nasty I thought that was quite nasty actually Um, And it was just The way that, don't get me It was well filmed, it was really well Filmed, but it was the way it was done It was just, hang on a minute Just give you something to drink, you know We're just going to make you feel at home And now we're going to cut you up motherfucker And (laughs) We're going to eat you, it's the bit when she gouges out his eyes That really That really did get me I was like, oh no if there's one thing I don't like in movies, it's eye oh, gouges.
0: Oh, my! Yeah. Mine's the teeth. Like teeth pulling, oh. teeth breaking. Oh, Jesus! Oh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, that's 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 nasty. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's um, there was a the bit when she cuts out his tongue, and I'm like, "Fuck, man!" You know that's brutal. But D- um, it was, I just thought it was really well done because the gore scenes themselves were really well done.
0: Yeah, excellent practical effects.
1: Oh yeah. Really good. And that's that's another thing that's really good with Eli Roth. That he doesn't use CGI, he oh, uses yeah. effects. And I will give him credit for that because that's that's what's that's what counts. Yep. Because he's definitely of the old school ethic, which is what I like.
0: Do you think that his sort of, you know, high injection of humor clashes with the gore or do you think it plays well with it?
1: I think it plays well with it, definitely. Um, particularly in Green Inferno itself, because there were some really, really funny scenes in that. And I still say the funniest scene for me is, um, oh yeah, spoiler alert, just in case anybody hasn't bloody seen it. Um,
0: yeah, you know, I feel it would be difficult to spoil this movie. I mean, if you go in knowing it's a cannibal movie. Yeah. Then you pretty much know that. There's going to be a group of people that go into the jungle and they're going to get eaten by cannibals. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. But yeah, there's, there's that one scene when the girl um, is eating the bowl of food. Right. She's been given and she notices her girlfriend's tattoo at the bottom of the yes. bowl.
0: Oh, my and God.
1: She, yeah. And then she smashes the bowl, slits her own throat. And it's what the stoner dude does next when he, he's still got the bag of weed on him. And they ram it down her throat in the order to try and get the cannibals stoned so they can escape. And it it was just so funny seeing the cannibals completely off their tits. (laughs) And, like, falling out of trees and chuckling and everything. And then that's when the two cannibals go into the cage and they start nibbling on the guy's fingers. It's not, oh, my God, they've got the munchies. (laughs) And then that scene cracked me up so much. I, I, I didn't, oh, man, it really did make me laugh. And then when he starts running through the village, and then they just surround him and just swarm him, and it's like, "Yep, yeah, you're fucked, mate." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought
0: that, that was pretty good. Yeah I, yeah, I sort of liked the way they did that, um, with that that first girl that escaped, and she yeah. got out to like you know because she was the, uh, the the track star or something, right? So she was gonna yeah. sprint to the um, to the canoe and make it out of there. Yeah, uh, I sort of liked it that that they don't. Say what happens to her, but you you do find out at when that girl's you know eating the bowl of uh, meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, because there's like because altogether, I think there's like seventeen kills in the entire film um, that are on camera, but there's only one off camera, and that happens to be the girlfriend. Right. Um. You know, but um, and one other scene that really did make me laugh, which was completely unexpected. Was when they've just gotten out of the crash.
0: Yes, I was going to say this.
1: (laughs) And uh, basically, the girl in the plane seat and she falls out of the tree. And there's like, ah! And I'd fucking roared with laughter at that. I really did. That's
0: funny. And when the guy guy turns around and tries to go on the other side of the airplane and the propeller's still going. (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
1: hang on, dude. Oh, yeah, there's a propeller. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, you're there, you (laughs) are so funny.
0: Yeah, so so funny. But like I said, Eli Roth doesn't make bad movies. They're not bad. You know? Like you're gonna watch it. I mean I had a good time watching it, I thought it was funny. My girlfriend's comment at the end of it was that was really dumb, and I'm like, Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which part? (laughs) What I thought was funny was she actually watched it. She watched like a a majority of the movie, and I'm like, "Why are you sitting here watching this?" (laughs) You know, usually on like really gore-heavy movies, she'll be like, "I'm not watching this," and go upstairs. You know, if if it's something that's really gory. But I think because he does use that humor, it it sort of lessens the blow of the gore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think see, I think for me, because
1: like I said, I was a bit I was a bit hesitant about watching Green Inferno because I'm not a fan of cannibal movies. But once I got, once I watched it and I got into it, I thought, actually, this, it's okay. It's not brilliant. It's not amazing. It's okay. And there were, I think it, I was more attracted to the humor.
0: Yes. I, and I, I think I'd agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. The humor in it was just top notch because it really did make me laugh. And like I said, it made me laugh for all the wrong reasons. But, um, it was just. Uh, it, I thought the humor was really well well done. The practical effects were fantastic, and I will give him that. I'll give him ten out of ten for effort on that one.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, Excellent
1: effects. Yeah, but um, story wise, I thought it was a slow burner. Um, it took a while to pick up, and once it got once it got where it was headed, you know, it it was okay, and then. I thought it kind of fell flat at the end, but that that's my opinion of it.
0: Yeah, I thought a lot of a lot of the stuff towards the beginning of the movie was almost just wasted time. Mm. Like like I I feel like they didn't need to have that section where, you know, they first got to Peru, they're <clears> driving <throat> around, they make it to the rainforest site that they're going to protest. Yeah. And then they stop the um the guy's cutting down the trees and then they leave, get on an airplane and then the airplane crashes and they get, you know, eaten by cannibals. I feel like you yeah. could cut all of that out and just have the airplane going to Peru and crash in the jungle and just <clears> get right <throat> to it. Yeah. I mean, I know Honestly, they had a couple brain. little moments in there where they're like, oh, the guy's trying to buy weed. So that's all you know he's going to have weed. And, yeah. you know, it, it, you, you get to find out about um, the dickhead guy that's running that's running the show. But I mean, yeah. I don't know, all of that's, not that it's wasted time, I just feel like it could have been trimmed down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, the film in length, it was what, 100 minutes in length, you could have easily taken down an extra 10 minutes. Oh yeah, of that easy. Right. Um, But yeah, it's that is, I mean, because that is the actual director's cut, that, he, that is Eli Roth's cut that you will have owned or seen when you've seen this movie.
0: I think it's unrated. I don't know, does it have a rating? Uh,
1: in the UK it's an 18 certificate. Actually, come to think of it, I don't um I don't even think it's available in the UK on DVD yet. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I've not really checked. Hang on a minute. That I might have to investigate, I think. <laughs> um, All right. will you get
0: back to us when you find out?
1: Yeah, it won't take me long. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's uh yeah, I don't think um you know, I don't I don't have the Blu ray in front of me. I mean that's what I had. It says it's yeah. rated R on IMDB in the US. Um, right, okay. But I mean it's a it's a pretty hard R with the gore they have in it. So that's good. Yeah. That's a positive.
1: Yeah, so that's not that's not too bad, but overall I would give the movie itself a five out of ten. That would that's how I would that's how I'd do it.
0: I hear you. I might be more. I might be more in the six range. I'm feeling yeah. a little more. I'm feeling a little more positive. Oh, you know, after is, after right, absorbing it, it, it and thinking about it, there's a, there's a lot of stuff, scenes that I liked more than when I first watched it. So I'd probably I'd probably knock it up a notch.
1: Yeah, right. i right. It's available on DVD for four ninety nine.
0: Well, that and, wasn't what you were supposed to be looking for, Shane.
1: What? No, me as
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. It's no. It does have. It's got a rating of an eighteen. That has an 18-step in the okay. U.K. So, right. um, yeah. And then you've got the uh, unrated. Yeah, there's an unrated, limited, uncut version, Blu-ray and booklet
0: as well. Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. I have an unrated. I'm not even sure. You know, I I yeah. have to go back. I have to dig it out of the movie room and find it. But, but yeah, I think it's all right. It, it's worth checking out. And if it's on, I think it might be on Netflix. So, it's definitely worth watching you know, for zero dollars if you have Netflix. Yeah. So that's definitely a go. So do you want to go into uh, Satanic next, Shane?
1: Oh, the joys. Yeah, okay, then we'll do that.
0: <laughs> now, I, now, I haven't watched this, so I'm, I'm going to rely on your input 100%. Right. Okay, to let me well, know if I should be watching this. This is going to be, this is the big tell here.
1: Right, well, I will, right, you can judge, okay? You can all judge right. by my reaction, all right? So basically, this film is one of those films I've never heard of. I had never heard of it, and um, I saw is it, it. Is it new? I, it's very new. came out in July of this year. Okay. And um, obviously, it's a straight DVD classic, so um, you know, obviously, it never, never went to theaters, as far as I'm aware. But um, it's one of those movies that's, um I'd never heard of it, and I thought, right, okay, I'll give it a watch. Because it's basically about four late teenagers going to the Coachella Coachella Festival. And um, they basically decide to stop off in L.A. to visit some of the occult crime spots. So they take in Charles Manson's house and um, the Sharon Tate house. And also they decide to stop off outside um, Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Where they, promptly get, <laughs> where they promptly get told to fuck off by a couple of Satanists as they walk out of the door and they spit on their car, which I thought was quite entertaining. So obviously, these these places are portrayed because they're not the actual properties themselves, simply because um, the Sharon Tate House got torn down in 1994. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, um, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails basically used it to record the album Downward Spiral in there. He'd bought the property not knowing that it was the Sharon Tate Motor house and uh, Sharon Tate's sister turned up at the house and basically told him what the story was behind the house. And he had absolutely no clue. So, um, he moved out and the house got torn down.
0: Wow. That's a great story. But he yeah. recorded the downward the downward spiral there.
1: Yeah. He recorded the whole album there.
0: That's so fucking he- awesome. So he
1: actually, he recorded that and the EP broken at the Sharon Tate house. And, it was really, it it is really cool because basically he had absolutely no fucking clue that what had happened in the house. So, um, yeah, so essentially they go around and, um, they go get to LA and they found this occult shop and they go in and basically manage to piss off the propri- proprietors of the shop and, um, they decide to go out and, they're sort of like having coffee and looking around and stuff. And they meet this young girl who has – well, she looks kind of like a runaway. And these guys like, okay, we'll help you, et cetera, et cetera. And then because these is, guys – Is she young
0: or is she like – Yeah, she is she's...
1: young. Yeah, she is quite young, yeah. So she's kind of like their age, late teens kind of okay. thing. Yeah, so basically they follow her. Or no, they followed the guys in the shop because the guys had pissed them off so much – that they decided they were going to follow them, follow them to try and exact their revenge. So they follow them to this little barn house, and uh, they're doing a satanic ritual in the house involving this young girl who they've previously met. So and they have no idea what's going on, and basically they end up stopping this ritual, um, and then they get chased out and stuff. And they've got this young girl with them. She's like, "Say thank you very much, etc., etc." all of this and then cut to the next day they see her again and she's like yeah let me come with you etc and so they take her back to the hotel and that's when this girl decides that she's like talking about the occult and satanism and everything that it means to her and then without before the guys know it um she's cast a circle and um, (laughs) she's painted the pentagram and everything and um, the next thing you know, all she slits her own throat and everybody in the group has been marked for death. <laughs> so um, basically, she, before she dies, she says, yes, you will all be followed. You will all be called one by one. And everyone's like, what the actual fuck has just happened? <laughs> and then after that, it's all, well, I say hilarity ensues. And basically, these kids go back to the occult bookstore to speak to the guy who they saw in the barn house because they thought they were trying to kill her. But it turns out they were actually extraditing her from the satanic cult because her ideas were too extreme for them. And everything she wanted to do was basically, yeah, let's all go to hell because it'll be fun.
0: Yeah.
1: right. Uh, And they're like, fuck you, get the fuck out. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it basically that goes from there. And, um, you know, it's one of those movies where I sat there and watched it, and I thought, story-wise, the story itself is okay. The rating on IMDb, on the other hand, tells otherwise because it gives it a three point <laughs> seven out of ten.
0: I was going to say I just googled, I just looked this up, <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I will
1: say, and I did give this a fair chance because obviously I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard anything. I never heard anything about it before and story-wise it's actually not that bad there's a few embellishments that they should have really looked into they obviously didn't study the whole idea of satanism and occultism when they made the film too much they kind of glossed over it yeah they kind of glossed over it but um the idea is there and it's actually it's an okay story acting is a bit dull um you know it's like yeah you all, you all look like you've done far too much acid and smoked way too much weed before is, you got it is there insecure. anyone
0: in the movie that you recognized or
1: no no one at all um apart from one guy oh who i know of... this girl you do
0: yeah it's um from modern family only cuz my uh, my girlfriend used to watch that show oh okay so all right oh. <laughs> yeah that's so, you know what i'm gonna... <laughs> now i'm going to watch this and make her watch it but yeah yeah you can let me know what you
1: think of it but i mean i personally speaking it was it was an okay movie wasn't the greatest but i'd definitely give it i'd give it a five out of ten um wow really same as green inferno yeah well basically the reason why i give it a five out of ten is because i thought the story was actually okay Mm -hmm. and some of it did actually make me chuckle in places but I mean, towards the end, obviously, I'm not going to say what happens at the end, but I mean, it was one of those films where it actually came across as quite creepy in places and a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. But um, overall, not a bad film. It's probably not going to be to everybody's tastes.
0: Yeah. Now, is is there is there a lot of supernatural in it, or is it more just sort of cultism?
1: It's more occultism, but um, there's not no supernatural as such. Well. I suppose there is, it's more implied. I gotcha. Yeah. But um overall it's not a bad film. It's not the greatest film. But it's uh, something you it's something you can watch for eighty minutes and think, okay. But just remember when you watch it, just leave your brain at the door and just you know, just enjoy it for what it is.
0: Yeah, how would you compare it to like um to other sort of occult satanic movies like like um House of the Devil or um Oh, man, what's that awesome one from Hammer with Christopher Lee, The Devil Rides Out?
1: Oh, uh, The Devil with nothing more compared to The Devil Rides Out, I'm afraid. That's I'm sorry. So good. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. But, because see, House of the Devil, I wasn't actually a fan of. So, for me, I can't really compare it to that as such. I thought, story-wise, House of the Devil was better, but it was just poorly executed. And I suppose, really? the, Yeah. I That's my opinion of it. Because I watched it under, not under duress, I watched it under um, the authority of several members of the UHM community who all said, oh yeah, this movie is amazing, it's fantastic. Oh, people love, love that it. movie. Yeah, and then I watched it with a couple of friends and we all turned around and went, well, that was a pile of shit. Ah. And then, <laughs> you know, it was one of those ones. And I, uh, yeah, I would say, see, Satanic is not on par with either of those movies but it's you know it's just a interesting little story um i wish they'd have got their occult facts right if you see what i mean no on, i know exactly well yeah. just
0: in the description of the church of satan i mean yeah. obviously it's it i am assuming it, they're not trying to relate it to the satanic temple i think it's no. called in the u.s now that's probably, yeah that's more of like a uh nowadays it's more like a church of the flying spaghetti master type thing yeah that they sort of use their religion status to um to sort of poke at the christian beehive i guess you'd call it yeah
1: yeah exactly but i mean i've i've seen better movies out there there are better movies out there yeah. but this is one of those ones that you can just sit there and watch just for shits and giggles you could probably enjoy it for what it is but yeah i still stand by what i said you know five out of ten i'd give it i'd give it that all right. Um, yeah. So that's well, okay. It,
0: it, it sounds interesting. I mean, it, that's definitely the type of movie that I would check out. Yeah. But looking really quickly, I don't see it on the U.S. Netflix or anywhere that I can get it for free. And I right. don't know if I'm going to be paying for it. Yeah. I'll net. You know, yeah. once it comes on Netflix or Amazon, then I'll definitely check it out. Or if I if I find a uh, a copy of it on yeah. a DVD or something in a used store, I'll I'll mm. definitely pick it up. But. Yeah, I
1: don't it's, know. Defin- it's definitely one of those movies. If you know somebody who owns it, borrow it off them.
0: Yes. Yeah, you I'll know? give it a shot. Just uh, just for the cast, I think. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. take a look. We'll see who's in it. Yeah, of course. So, so that's pretty good. Do I sound too far away? Do you I, do. Do
1: you know what? I only rested the fucking microphone on my bleeding laptop.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, oh, only because, you know, it sounds different. And yeah. uh, that would be difficult for me to sort of edit together.
1: Yeah, how's it sounding now? <clears throat> In between the two. Okay, well, I'm not quite performing a, <laughs> a sexual act with my microphone, but I'm just rolling a cigarette. <laughs> well, take
0: take your time with your cig.
1: Yes, it won't won't take me long. I ha- I I have hand I hand roll my cigarettes.
0: Oh well, excuse me.
1: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Man, I need to shave. My beard now is probably down to about an inch and a half.
1: Yeah, mine's probably getting there as well. I haven't shaved for about two weeks. We'll have to compare beards, Ryan.
0: (laughs) I don't know, Shane. Looking at your picture that's in your Skype profile, I I I can't tell, but it looks like you're nude.
1: Um... (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that <laughs> uh oh no that was a i've just woken up it's five o'clock in the morning fuck off you you bastards kind of deal that
0: oh so, um, now, <laughs> so that's that's not just a skin colored shirt you're wearing
1: oh no no it was probably <laughs> topless actually but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah except my beard currently looks red and white red and white yeah oh. So mine, mine is that glorious combination of like black and red, because I got mm-hmm. the Irish in me. So I, I tend to get like a half red beard. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it is really weird looking.
1: But yeah, at least you don't get people say to you, "Oh, are you one of those uh, live action battle reenactment actors?" No, I'm fucking
0: not. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> a <werper>? labor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been called a fucking LARPer before, and I'm like, no, I what fucking the don't. Fuck? Oh, but is that
0: because what were you wearing, like a a shield and, and some armor or something?
1: Yeah, I wear a shield and armor just to go to the shop every day, mate. Oh, know, OK. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes so, sense then.
1: Yeah, it's not like I pull a Highlander. There can only be one who can buy milk <laughs> or anything like that. You know, I'm just. Uh, yeah, that's just standard dress for me.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't worry, I'll edit that out. Oh, no, don't leave it in. It, 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 and if you're listening and you heard that, then I didn't edit it out. Oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because oh, well, when, I, when I had long hair, when I had very, very long hair. Wait, wait, ago, wait. You had hair? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I had very long hair. I had hair all the way down to my ass. Um, I used to have women get, get envy. I'd be very envious of my hair because I'm a natural blonde as well. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't
0: need to know any more.
1: Yeah, so at least I used to have women fight over my hair. It's quite <laughs> funny, actually. Those were the days. <laughs> Half the time I was so out of my head I didn't even realize what was going on, so yeah, you know. Wow. It was all good fun.
0: Well, enough of the glory days, Shane. Yeah. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Mm hmm. So, next up we have The Conjuring 2. And for all our listeners, it should be uh, an interesting little tidbit. Neither Shane nor I have watched The Conjuring One, but we decided, fuck it, we're just going right to two.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those things we discussed. <laughs> we were like, yeah, let's just fuck it. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're like, should, we're like, should we watch one? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. are we gonna miss something? But we're both like, fuck it, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, right. So, no, um, we, we so yeah. We if can some always of these watch things... *Conjuring* another time. You know? Exactly. You know, it's yeah.
0: on my list for October coming up. My October movie list. Conjuring's right up there, so I intend to watch it this month coming up. I
1: might, I might actually go out of my way and buy a copy of *The Conjuring* this week just to see what all the fuss is about. But yeah, it should be a laugh.
0: Now, are you also going to get *Annabelle*, the the spinoff? I hated
1: *Annabelle*. Oh, well, you saw suck. that? See, yeah. Did... I...
0: Okay. So you have so you have you have some part of this universe you've seen. Yes, oh, I didn't know. I haven't seen Annabelle. I mean, this is my first exposure to a, the Warrenverse, the, right, the, okay. the expanded Warren universe, like like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or DC. Mm. This is the Warrenverse.
1: Yeah, see, I I personally I watched Annabelle and I thought it sucked. That is just my opinion of it. Yeah, I I, I, I was just like, it. this
0: boring. I did it's... see Annabelle in this movie. I caught that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I did as well.
0: So, yeah. um, so the Conjuring two, two thousand fifteen, it is apparently a sequel to the Conjuring, which I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And it's about the uh, the Warrens, who are famous ghost hunters, and they actually Shane operated a, a large amount in the Northeast and in Connecticut specifically. Oh yeah, um, okay. As well, as, oh yeah, in Long Island and stuff. They used to do, um, they would go around and, and do talks and lectures at at schools and a bunch of other different places. They, when I was going to college, the Warrens would come to Yukon Oh, why? Wow. Uni- University of Connecticut and give lectures and stuff. And I always like, I can remember this like it was yesterday freshman year and they're like oh you want to come see the warrens and i'm like what the fuck is that they're like oh they're ghost hunters and i'm like that's stupid ghosts aren't real i'm not gonna listen to these idiots and that was the end <laughs> of it <laughs> oh dear
1: <laughs> little did you know ryan
0: <laughs> oh i didn't know they were all real yeah no so i never um i never actually saw them and i'm, I'm sort of kicking myself like i would love to have been like oh yeah i saw those jerks but mm. no i did but they would go around and i know um after um what's his face the the husband after he passed away, Lorraine still went around and still did the the, the lectures and stuff all right. and, uh, in various places. So she would continue it and continue it. And they would tell these stories. They would tell, you know, this st- I guess whatever happened in the conjuring one and the stuff in the conjuring two and you know, the Amityville story. And they would uh-huh. sort of go go over all those. They were so, right, They were also the ones, as we find out in this movie, that were the ghost hunters on the Amityville case. So if you've ever seen the Amityville yeah. Horror, I, I, I'm not going to say that that actually happened, but it's based on a ghost story from the Lutz family, I think it was. Yes. Um, on their house in Amityville, Long Island. Mm. So it's what I what I like the most about this movie is that the Warrens are real people or, or they're, they're both dead now, but they were real people. And, you know, the, the, char- the characters in the movie were actually in real life. So it's sort of got that based on a true story element that you don't really get in a lot of horror movies.
1: Yeah. And I suppose in a way, that's that's kind of cool because as so long as you've got an element of truth in there and it's not all fabricated, then I think that's that actually adds something to the movie itself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, slightly digressing there. But, yes, where, yeah, The Conjuring 2. Um Yeah. About the Warrens, who, um, obviously, the film starts off with them in the Amityville house, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah, I thought that when as yeah. soon as it opened up, right, and they, they, they show the inside of the house, and you see those two eye-looking windows. Yeah. And I'm like, that looks like the Amityville house. Yeah.
1: And do you know what's really funny? As soon as I saw those windows, my ha- the hairs on my arms and neck went up.
0: <laughs> I, I was we, like...
1: Wow. <laughs> there,
0: there are so every now and then because I live in Connecticut you'll find a house that has windows like that like an, right. an older an older style house that'll sort of you know it's it's rare but you every now and then you'll see one you're like oh my god there's a beautiful house. But yeah. yeah but that that
1: house got torn down though, didn't it?
0: No, no no no, it's no. it. No, no, it's for sale right now last I checked. Really? Oh yeah, it's um I don't know the address. Uh I looked it up last like Every time it goes on uh, for sale, it ends up being posted on, like, horror forum, forums and stuff.
1: Oh, man, how cool would that place be for, like, a UHM party?
0: <laughs> well, it's super expensive. It's in, a really, it's in a really, really nice part of Long Island, which is right yeah. off of New York. So, everybody, like, all the rich people that live in New York don't live in New York. They live in Long Island and travel to New York. So oh. it's, like, I think it was, like, a million and a half last time I saw it.
1: Oh, they wouldn't know what hit <laughs> it if us lot of reprobates turned up.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, what I, I do think there was the, – at uh, one point, somebody who bought that house tore down the windows and everything else and changed it to a different style so right. it did not look like the Amityville house because people kept coming by, taking pictures with it and, like, trespassing on the property. So they, they like, renovated the house. But I think somebody after that restored it because the okay. last pi- the last picture I saw, I swear to God, it had those windows. Why? Right. Anyway, we're way off topic here. Yeah. (laughs) Just like British
1: Rail derailment. Yeah. Way off.
0: (laughs) So what do you think about the Amityville opening?
1: I thought it was awesome. I actually did. Because obviously I'm not particularly familiar with the Warrens themselves. And I had no idea that they were the actual ghost hunters that were in the Amityville house. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, really? You know, I couldn't believe it. And I thought it was really cool. And the whole sequence with, um, oh, what's her face? Uh, The nun? uh, Lorraine Warren. Yes. The whole thing with her when she's in the house. And she's, like, seeing everything when she's in the trance. I thought was so cool. It was so cool. And, you know, because she's seeing everything through the sun's eyes kind of thing. And... I just thought that was absolutely amazing how they did that.
0: Yeah. And, and um, so have you ever seen Amityville 2? Yes. Right. That's I own,
1: the, yeah, I own
0: it. That's the one that tells the story of um, the Lutz son who yes. killed his family in that house, which yeah, that's, I, that's actually a fact. That guy actually did murder his family in that house. Yeah, his
1: name wasn't Lutz. That was just the name of the people who bought oh, the house. You're right, the that's the movie. people that bought yeah. the house, yeah. I can't, remember, I, can't, I can't remember what his name was in the actual second film, but yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's still... This,
0: I, th- I think he's still in jail today. Uh, he's alive. Yeah.
1: yeah. That wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah, but he alleges that ghosts made him do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, right. that's all kind of cool. Mm. But um, now, what I... I got a little bit confused on that part because right. she goes into the base, uh, you know, she's having this vision and in her vision, she goes into the basement and is looking around and that's when they have that, that um, the first nun scare in the mirror. Yeah. Now are, are they implying that the nun demon is the one that made the guy kill his family in that house? Or are they yes. implying that the nun just invaded her vision?
1: I think they're implying that she was responsible for him killing his family. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how it was that was how it was uh, portrayed. Which I, in a way is kind of cool actually, I suppose. You know, because it gives it a nice continuity um with the theme of the movies.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, so mm. af- after that that's just like the beginning intro that actually doesn't have a whole lot to do with the main story other than no. Other than you know, showing the nun. Yeah,
1: the, and the... yeah, the introduction of the character, the reintroduction of the character of the nun. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, the actual story itself is based on the Enfield Hauntings of nineteen seventy nine, um, or no, sorry, nineteen seventy seven, mm-hmm. because Conjuring Two is set six years after the Conjuring, mm-hmm. and um, basically the uh, the family themselves, the uh, <clears throat> the Hodgson family. Um, they, it's a single mother with four kids living in a house in Enfield, North London, and um, the kids, two of the girls, sort of piss around with the Ouija board, sort of thing, and un- not realising that actually released a demon in the house, sort of thing, and so things start happening around the house, and um, the kids get a bit freaked out. The mother then sees stuff. She gets really freaked out. So they call in a priest and the priest doesn't really do much. So they to cut a long story short, they call in the Warrens and the Warrens turn up and they kind of do their best to help the family try and sort things out and try to get a, nor- a kind of normalcy in, in their life. And um, then you've got the naysayers who come in who basically say, oh yeah, she didn't do it. It's all fake. Uh, you know, we have photographic evidence or we have video evidence of it all being fake. And uh, it's basically the demon, the nun the nun demon, uh, is controlling the ghost of an old man who <laughs> in the house.
0: Yeah, it got a little got a little bit convoluted there when you the whole yeah. movie. I mean, that's again, this is spoilers if you have not seen this oh, yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so gonna if- give Tim yeah, I'm not going to give too much away. But yeah, basically it's the old guy. And um, basically he haunts the house. they the living shit out of the kids. And it's. I thought it was quite cool how they did that. Yeah. But the, one particular scene where you see the girl walking through the house. And there's the chair in the corner of the front room. And you, she walks through and you don't see nothing in it. And as she walks back, you just see the blurred figure sat in the corner and that scene made me go what the fuck <laughs>
0: you know and i was like holy shit Didn't let me run, let that. me run this by you because they bring this up in the movie so at, not late in the movie but relatively early on in the movie they find out that yes there was an old man that lived in the house and died and he died in this chair in the house yes and that's where they see a lot of the supernatural activity if yep. you had a chair in your house that you knew an old man died in it why would you keep that chair there i wouldn't they don't get rid of it it stays there the whole movie i'd burn it (laughs) i would burn it i may i I may own furniture that an old man died on i'm not positive cool i know i got (laughs) (laughs) i know i got these couches for free oh right okay and they got they, they... Okay. this guy's father had passed away and he's like i gotta get rid of these couches come pick them up and they're yours and i took them i don't know that he didn't die on them <laughs> hey dude you wouldn't be a horror fan if you didn't have haunted <laughs> furniture come on
1: let's face it it's pretty macabre
0: <laughs> yeah what do you hey, gonna do? it's
1: i'll give you a goth point for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> an old man may have died on this yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's quite cool that. That's and funny. my dog peed on it once.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, haunted pee.
0: <laughs> the majority of the movie is the Warrens, they're it's not even actually them trying to like solve the problem of the ghost. They're more investigating to see if there actually is a ghost in the house. Yeah. Um. So that they, then they could call in the big guns, the Catholic Church, to come in and and really solve the issue if they determined oh, it's a ghost. But there's there's some good creepy stuff in this. What I my favorite parts of the movie were that it it didn't hide the ghost at all. Like no. everything was right out in the open. They had some really good special effects. It was a combination of practical and CGI. Yeah. Um. But they, like. There's no hiding it, and I really like that about the movie. And I don't know if that's what they do in the first one, but it re- really makes me want to see the first one to be like, oh, do they do the same type of style, where where you know the ghost is right out in the the ghost or the demon or whatever is like in your face, and you know they're not hiding it in the shadows, and it's not just a weird little bendy thing. Um, I sort of had that not not that it was a problem, but I sort of had that issue with um the movie Mama. Have you seen that one?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that was another movie I didn't like.
0: But but you could bar- you barely see the creature until the end. The end, they sort of yeah. bring her out, but for the most most part, she's hiding in the shadows, and you see like a finger or whatever. Mm. <clears throat> and I know a lot of times that adds to the tension. I thought it was really unique in this movie that they're like, nope, here it is, right in your face. It's just sort of there, and it's a creepy looking. You know, it changes shape a whole bunch of times. Yeah. I like the way they did that.
1: Yeah, that was really cool.
0: So, um, what did you think about the amount of Catholic stuff they had in the movie? Shane? You know? It might, yeah, something might be wrong with that mic, man. Shit.
1: Yeah, well, fuck a doodle do.
0: Well, I would I would unplug the microphone and just get rid of it for now. Let's focus on the laptop. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh. Well... Thank you, Mike. You were, um, microphone, you were worthy for a spell.
0: Yeah, that sucks, man.
1: That really does. I can't believe that. It was working absolutely fucking fine.
0: I know, and it just, i uh, you said one thing, and then it got quiet, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Where'd he go? And it just fucking gone. It's like a trigger, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shane, so, um... Finish this quick, and then we'll sort of wrap up so you don't have to keep the fucking laptop up by your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shane, so how do you feel about the uh, the Catholic stuff that was in uh, Conjuring 2?
1: Um, I wasn't overly too fussed about it, to be quite honest with you, because, uh, well, I'm not really a Catholic kind of person. I'm not a religious person, so it didn't really fade me. Yeah, right. But, yeah, so it was um, it was interesting how they decided to bring in uh, or try and bring in an exorcist as such to see um, if they could release the demon, so to speak. Um, but I wasn't really too bothered by it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I gotcha. Yeah, I was just, uh, I thought to myself, all right, can we just get on with the actual film itself? You know, the actual reason why they're there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's didn't think it was necessary, but then again, at the same time, that was the kind of thing they used to do back in the seventies. Well, they probably still do
0: now, <laughs> right? They probably do.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't too wasn't too phased by it too much.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was like sort of Catholic demonology or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, people will probably be pissed off, but the the Catholic mythology is one of my favorite mythologies. I think it's like it's right up there with the Greeks and the Romans and the Vikings and all that. Um, okay. You know, you've got you've you've got your tiers of demons and angels and I don't know, it's it's just like a really rich sort of mythology they can dig into and I kinda like that that they this one has its own um, you know, demon that has some type of ranking in hell or something. Yeah. So Valak. Yes, Valak, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that they yeah, I mean they sorta of stuck with a lot of what you see in Exorcist movies and stuff, and it's probably based in some Catholic uh, doctrine that you need to know the demon's name and able to ca- in order to cast it out or control it that's right yeah so they they made a big point of that and that's pretty cool I thought that was yeah, awesome I did like that I thought that was really cool
1: especially um with the whole business with the nun I mean she looked awesome she yeah really did. and it was creepy it was very atmospheric I found it incredibly amazing sitting there watching that and there were a couple of scenes that actually made me jump. And there's not a lot that makes me jump these days, but that really did make me jump. Um, and I was quite impressed with it. The, really. part,
0: the part where Elaine is, is walking through the, the office um,
1: yeah.
0: and it has a painting of Valak on there, that is yeah. fucking, that whole scene is creepy as hell. I love it. Uh, especially
1: when he's, well, when he sat there and he's painting it and he said, I just saw this. And I had to paint it, and she's like, whoa, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he he's in a vision, and he's painting it, and that's the demon. He's got a fucking face. I thought, wow. And then the whole business as well, where she, like, kind of foresees his death. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. But I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you, the only problem I had with that is knowing that they're real people. I'm like, all right. Yeah. She's... He's not going to die, I know that much. <laughs>
1: this is it, because the Warrens never actually had anything to do with the original haunting itself. Oh, really? Yeah, they just, that's all fabricated.
0: Um, oh, I, I thought they did. At the At the end of the movie, they had those um, the audio recordings and the pictures of them. That's, uh, that wasn't real?
1: No, that wasn't them. Um, Get
0: the fuck out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah, my friend Sal was telling
1: me about it the other day because she used to live in Ilford, um, which isn't that far from where the movie was set. And um, that was, like, big news. That was big business because it was, like, 1977 when it went, when it happened. And uh, it was, like, there was, the Warrens were not involved in that at all. That was all fabricated. They just did that for the film itself.
0: Oh, that kind of sucks. I was all, like, excited <laughs> that they were actually there. Uh Well, now I changed changed my mind. This movie sucks.
1: (laughs) But, no, I thought it was a cool movie, actually. I really enjoyed it. And I don't usually do haunted movies, because nine times out of ten, they do actually suck. Yeah. uh, But I I really did enjoy this one.
0: Yeah, there's been a string of what I always like to refer to as the, the mediocre supernatural movies of the 2010s. Oh, and yeah. I, and that's sort of all the paranormal activities. I mean, I'll even throw the Sinister in there and fucking... I wasn't a big fan of the first Insidious. And it's See, just, I... just this long list of movies that are all... They're fine. They're not They're not great. They're not terrible. They're just okay, whatever. They're just there.
1: I really enjoyed Insidious so much. Okay. So I bought... I'd gone around a friends who'd rented it out. And I enjoyed it so much, I bought it the following
0: day. Yeah, I I like the second one a little better, actually. The second one was really good. I haven't seen number three yet. No, neither have I. I got it in. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But yeah, so... um, Yeah, overall, I think uh, Conjuring
1: 2 is... I thought it was a really good film. I um, really enjoyed it. Admittedly, it was a little bit predictable towards the end. But, you know, that's Hollywood blockbusters for you. Um, But it was... uh, it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Now, um, now what would you... Because I haven't seen the first one at all, obviously. Neither of you. So, what would you... How would you compare it to Annabelle?
1: Oh, 100 times better than
0: Annabelle. <laughs> it was that bad?
1: I hated it. I absolutely hated it.
0: Holy shit.
1: I, I watched it, and I sat there, and I was so bored. I There were supposedly jump scares in the movie, and I didn't even jump. I wasn't even scared. I... I'm a typical British bloke, you know, I'll sit there and watch a horror movie. If it's a horror movie, awesome. You know, if there's people that are getting things jabbed in the face or in the chest, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Haunted movies and stuff like that, really not bothered. And haunted dolls, they just annoy me. <laughs> Annabelle, I thought that movie sucked so bad, so bad. It really did. But it was cool that they had the references in The Conjuring 2, to Annabelle and uh, obviously not of other haunted um stuff as well. But I was uh, I was re- I was really impressed with Conjuring 2. Annabelle, no. Hey. Put it this way. Put it this way. If somebody was to buy me a copy of Annabelle, I
0: would give them straight back give it straight back. thank <laughs> Wow, that bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well maybe I will maybe I'll skip Annabelle then, but <laughs>
1: Well, you could watch it. You might actually enjoy it, but I just found it so fucking boring.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I get it. I like shitty movies. Is that what you're implying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> hey, I know- no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I do love shitty movies.
1: I've known you eight years, Ryan. I'm pretty damn sure, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no <just> in movies. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, have you seen this movie called Evil? I wanted to get you... Uh, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Two things: one,
1: fuck off, and you can keep it yourself. <laughs> Jesus.
0: All right. Well, we pretty much exhausted. I think uh, everything we had to say about The Conjuring Two so far. We even made it through a uh, our audio issue, which um, I'm sure is quite audible for everyone around us. Yes. Um.
1: I will be re- I will be purchasing a new mic ASAP.
0: Yeah, we had a little we had a little mic failure mid podcast, so that's why Shane sounds like he's talking into a laptop right now. I'm
1: almost making love to my laptop. That's how bad. it is. <laughs> I'm so close to my laptop, I could be arrested for fornication.
0: Oh Jesus! Well, <laughs> I won't keep you out here for too much longer, um, so you can put your laptop down finally. Yeah. But um. Let's wrap it up. I think um, what we covered today, the Green Inferno, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I enjoyed it. It's got a little bit of humor and a lot of gore. Um, yeah. Would you recommend it, Shane?
1: I'd recommend it if you like your humor and your gore. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. And, I didn't, see and Sat- it- I didn't see Satanic, but you said it was probably worth checking out if you could borrow it.
1: Yes. It's, yeah, I would say, I'd, I, like I said, i will give it a five out of ten. But I'd say it's worth a little watch. Just remember, just leave your brain at the door when you watch it. And try, and try not to get too critical about the whole occult thing.
0: Yep. The entire film. And uh, Conjuring 2, definitely. That was I had a really yeah. good time with that one. That was an awesome movie. Yeah. So lots yeah, of positives on that. Yeah, excellent film. And that just about wraps it up. Um, so you can get in touch with us. I've actually rejoined Twitter... Woohoo! I've made a couple tweets. You can follow me at Ryan RyanTutolo. That's R-Y-A-N-T-U-T-O-L-O. I've also started uh, doing actual reviews on the main site for uh, UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. So definitely visit our main site, read some of my reviews. I got one on the Blair Witch Project right now. That's pretty good. Maybe you should um, tweet a link to those um, on your Twitter yeah, I'm going to do that. What I uh, Before I do that, I, I've got to edit some of them. I'm going to put some of my contact info at the bottom of the reviews themselves. Cause they, I think right now it's just sort of internal to the site. There's no way to get a hold of me from them, so I'll fix those up and then tweet them out. Yeah, cool. I also, need, nice. I also need followers because I have like seven followers, so I don't know how that works. So Sorry, follow me, damn it. Follow Friday Works.
1: I will teach you the ways of Twitter, right? Yes, yes, a,
0: Shane. I need a mentor. Yeah, I've been a member of
1: Twitter for the last seven years. Uh, I know my way around Twitter apart from settings and stuff like that, yes <laughs> which
0: so yeah cool. that's that's how you could get a hold of me uh either on Twitter I mean or you could just add me on facebook facebook i've been on for decades now, probably yeah, seems like it and uh shane your your uh your contact info for people to get a hold of you
1: yeah, you can contact me on Twitter at dead Cell society um I have for Facebook. Um, I'm a moderator of the UHM upcoming horror movie fans page on Facebook. You can like send me a message on there or you can add me on there. But um, the best option is to contact me on Twitter. Because I will reply on Twitter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because the way I do Twitter... I everything I do on Twitter goes onto Facebook anyway. And, uh, if you message me on Twitter, I will respond or you can add me. And so long as you've got people that I know who are on your follows list, I will reply. So, there you go. Yeah.
0: So yeah. And, uh, visit upcoming horror and, um, definitely hit up our, uh, our new sponsor, um, horror pack. Go to, uh, horrorpack.com slash go slash U H M podcast, or follow the link that's going to be attached to the podcast. And, and obviously you, look folks, we need some money here. Uh, we got, we got to afford new microphones and everything. So man,
1: and also you can follow us. You can add us on SoundCloud. You oh yeah. Make
0: sure you subscribe, comment, follow, share our podcast, you know, Send us money. And I guess that's just about it. Yeah. All right, Shane, thanks for joining me. And, um, We'll see you guys next time. Bye for now. Yeah, adios.